The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, June the 7th. If you're listening to the podcast, if you are watching on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pick six, it is Monday, June the 6th, and we are going to take a historical dive into some quarterback chatter. Joining us to do so, the uh, unofficial uh, NFL historian of CBSSports.com. You should like petition to get it in your title, something about the, the historian factor. Uh, Brian Diardo, what's up, buddy? Not too bad, Will. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do that. Uh, as long as the checks come in, I'm all good. Senior NFL historian. It's like that's what I would shoot for. That's uh, right. You know, the be- the best part is I can I could be that for the next forty years. You know what right, I mean? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like get the anywhere. get the title invented, so that way you can lock it down, and then nobody else can come along and uh, and and steal it from you. Exactly. Um, Plug your heads at. Yeah, that's that's yeah that's uh, that's why always people are always like, what do you do? How do you get a job in sports? I'm like, oh, you finagle your way to whatever job you want, and then you do whatever you have to do to, like, you hold on to it until you hold on to it until you die, exactly, um, or until you're ready to walk away, right? Which may death may come sooner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm a little under the weather, in case uh, in case you guys can't tell. Although as Debo points out, I did sound worse vocally last week. I feel worse right now if I start sweating or, um, you know. Whatever. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about the best quarterbacks from each decade and how you ranked him, why you ranked him, and debate about how they are slotted out. I'm assuming, is this the order? Is the article live on TVSports.com right now or is it coming soon? It's out. Yep. Okay, it's out now. Okay, cool. It's cool, out. Cool. Yep. Um, again, I've just been sitting in my, like, up in my office, like, under a blanket, sweating and watching TV while my wife yells at me for, like, risking getting my son sick. Anyway. Um, (laughs) uh, the 2020s looking at the best quarterback from the 2020s. This is an insane, it's not an insane take. It's just an insane concept that you can make. You made the argument. You're, you were stating that the best quarterback in the 2020s is Tom Brady drafted in 1999, I believe Mm -hmm. the best quarterback of the 2020s. That's outrageous that he would still be playing at that high of a level. Um, your runner-up, Aaron Rodgers, and honorable mention, Patrick Mahomes. So what's the criteria for just sort of, I mean, like, I guess we should probably go, what's the criteria when you look at this decade? Obviously, it's 2022. So, you know, we're, it's, you know, it's early in the judgment process. It could, I would, I would think it would almost certainly won't be Brady by the time you do this in like five years. Maybe it will be, who the hell knows? I mean, but like if Brady retire after this season, in 2030, he's probably not the quarterback of the 2020s, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great that's a great comp, Will. And I, I would say that an example would be Manning, right? So if we did this in 2012, Manning probably would have been the quarterback of the 2010s. Maybe not the first guy, maybe the second guy, because that was when he was coming off his first year in Denver. And then as the decade went, he retired after 15. We all saw what he looked like at the end of 15, and then he kind of fell off the page. But, yeah, so, like, the criteria is kind of the same for all of them, where 
we obviously are going to look at stats, individual awards. So if you have big numbers, MVP awards, impact on the position in pro football. And that's where Peyton kind of, you know, you'll see he, he kind of ranks highly there. And even Brady for the longevity that you alluded to. Team success. It's not the all end all be all, but but obviously if you're on a bad team, you're not going to be here. And then uh, inclusion uh, on your respective all decade team. I mean, that, that goes a long way. If you were not on the, if you were not an all 2010s quarterback, how can you be right, the right, winner exactly. or even the runner up? So those were some of the small criteria. So, I mean, and we only have two years worth. Sure. By the way, of, 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 of like when we're doing the 2020. So like right. if you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, in fact, Patrick Mahomes by the decades, by separating it by decade, Mahomes is actually hurt because you don't get to include obviously his 2018 season or his 2019 Super Bowl season. So like, Mahomes' last two years have been very, very good. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, like no one's going to knock the Chiefs for their performance over the last, you know, they went to a Super Bowl and and, and lost to the um, lost to the Buccaneers in 2020. And right. then they, you know, lost in the conference championship game to the Bengals last year. They've been very, very good. But I mean, like, I do think, I, I, you know, it's, it's Mahomes really doesn't have a leg to stand on as the best quarterback in the last two years. Even though I think if you took like the last five years, maybe you could make the case. Right. But but just if specifically splitting out the decades, you know, it, it is true that like he's, you know, he's under. I don't want to say he's underperformed the last two years, but I, I don't think. Right. I mean, don't you think it's fair to say that Mahomes' last two seasons have been, you know, relative to sort of expectations? No, I don't. I mean, I'm, I mean, he's look. He's he had like thirty-eight touchdowns and six picks in twenty twenty. Right. And 37 touchdowns and 13 picks in, in 2021 and like sort of like a down two down downish years, you know? I yeah, and I feel like I feel like it's almost like with Tiger Woods, because I'm I'm actually getting into golf. So maybe I won't be as good of an historian anymore because I'm now using my spare time on golf and not reading these books. So I'm not gonna add to this collection. But it's almost like if you would have said about Tiger in 2000, he's gonna be in 2022, he's gonna have 15 majors, he's gonna be second to Jack, he's gonna be around the all-time winner in PGA wins, you'll probably go, that's awesome. He didn't he didn't beat Jack, so maybe it wasn't the height of what he could have accomplished, but you probably still take that. So with that comparison, after the 18th season with Mahomes, wins MVP, loses AFC Championship. If I say to you, Will, the next three years, Mahomes is, is going to get back to the Super Bowl and lose. Uh, and Super Bowl and win, right? Well, well, yes, right. Well, yeah. Back to the Super Bowl win, back to the Super Bowl and lose. And then two Super Bowls and then lose an AFC Championship game. He won't win any more MVPs. Would you say that he's on the same trajectory? He dipped or he exceeded after the 18 season? Which which of the three would you probably pick? I'd probably say maybe slightly, ever so slightly dipped. Yes, I would say. Yeah, I would say. Well, and and the other thing too is like so he wins. This, so 2018 is just this monster epic. Like all like it's like oh my god, Mahomes is going to be the best quarterback in football for the next 20 years. And then I actually thought in 2019 he may have played better quarterback than he did in 2018, um, but without the huge stats and you know just the natural sort of regression that comes um, you know with with like you know having throwing 50 touchdowns and you know 5,000 passing yards and, and then you know in 20 and they win the Super Bowl I mean that's huge right like and right. They, by the way they could they you know where would where would he be you know um, where would he be by the way if like if they hadn't had that crazy play to Tyreek Hill against the 49ers and they had three Super Bowl losses. Like, right. you know, it, it's just, it's right. just interesting how, how, how fine the lines are. But yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. I think ever so slightly dipped, you know, like 
He played great down the stretch in 2020, but they really struggled early on with the offense in that season. And then 2021, I mean, you know, he's, you know, he, I mean, he's, he's played really well, but I, I mean, like he wasn't anywhere near MVP consideration last year. Right. And you know, he was, it made the pro bowl and they, but they really should have lost to the bills and not even made it to the conference championship game. Right. So, yeah. I think that you could say that it's been, it's not, if with, if it weren't for that super, if it weren't for the super bowl win, I think we would be having the hot topic off season is Patrick Mahomes, like the new Dan Marino slash Jim right. Kelly discussion. And that would be a, like a nuclear hot take, but m- not really. You know? Well, right. And even, even you look at the other quarterback that's here, Rogers. I mean, I'm sure you watch that round table with Ernie Johnson and, and you watch them all golf, you know, Josh Allen, Brady and, and, uh, and Mahomes. Mahomes has been to one more Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers as a starter. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. to me. Two versus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was like, wait. He's done the yeah, one yeah. more than Breeze. Yeah, it's wild. But to, your, but to your point, he only still has one. So his career, honestly, is already been kind of fascinating because, like you said, one Super Bowl win since then, got back one more time, and we can all agree that loss wasn't his fault. I mean, it's actually one of the craziest performances by a quarterback that lost by so many points. Because what was what's one of the plays people remember from the loss to Tampa? It's that play where he's running around and he throws it just like falling to the ground. I mean, it was one of those. It was almost like watching LeBron getting swept by Golden State, where you're yeah, you're giving Golden State their profit, but you're also like. We're watching something happening to the losing guy. That's like a, the best player on the field is the losing guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, right. And yeah, but to your point, yeah, it's like all right, that, like that's it's easy to make him third. And then with Rodgers, if you're talking about just the last two years, of course he doesn't have a Super Bowl. Right. But there are only two guys, you know, two year samples. Right? There are only two quarterbacks who have a Super Bowl: Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady. And Rodgers has you know one MVP back to back years. Took his team to the you know NFC Championship game back to back years, won thirteen you know thirteen and three, yeah. It's I guess actually no, he didn't go to the championship game last year. Sorry, um, they got knocked out before it by San Francisco. It's like it's it's just very typical Rodgers. There's no title. There's incredibly uh, efficient performances on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, a bounce back in his career in a big way to win back to back MVPs. But there's no way you would take Rodgers over Brady because Brady had a monster 2021 season two, could have been MVP, right? And won the Super Bowl in 2020 in his first year with Tampa. Like the only choice is Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean Brady's he's like got the best of both worlds. He's got he's got the same amount. Well, Mahomes is going back to the tens, but like he's got the ring. If you look at like the last three four years or in this decade, he's got the ring and he's got all the stats. Because, like, last year, and and I have another article I think that just came out today, which I rank the top 10 greatest passing seasons ever. But you can only, one, you can only give one spot to one quarterback. So Brady can't have five spots. You have to pick their PR. You know, what was Brady's, what was Brady's best passing season? Was it 21? I went to 07. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But last year was the second pick. Yeah. For sure. Last year would have been my, would have been the next pick. But I, but I, I, you know, I factored in that. I mean, you know, even last year he had more per game. Like it's not like it's the right. just the seventeen game season. Like he had a, I mean, through, he completed sixty eight percent of his passes and threw five thousand three hundred sixteen yards. Right, and you got to factor in that AB was hurt, missed time. His other receivers were hurt, so it wasn't like it was Randy Moss, Wes Walker, Dante Stallworth. It was, you know, a much more depleted receiving core. But yeah, 
But yeah, I mean Brady. Brady, I think is a is a solid number one. And yeah, like you said, I mean Rodgers has the MVPs. You know his touchdown interception ratios are bonkers. Rodgers twenty twenty made that top ten list. Yeah, that year he had the forty eight touchdowns and the five picks. He's near the bottom, but he's on the list. But yeah, I mean this one kind of evened out pretty fairly. I didn't yeah. have really any qualms. Well, and also like Rodgers is notoriously like doesn't want to throw picks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like he could, right. he could, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying like he's, you know, I'm not knocking Rogers. Just, he just doesn't want to throw picks. And so that, well, that matters. Right. And it's also funny too. So if you look at like, what's one defining play from each of these quarterbacks, maybe this decade, Brady, it might be the touchdown to tie the Rams game that they just lost, you know, or the completion, the deep completion right before halftime of the NFC championship game. Uh, Mahomes, it's that probably that crazy throw or the end of the bills divisional game. Yeah. Rogers, it might be that, that third down where he didn't know what to do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying like the define like the defining plays are like oddly enough like like almost negative like they are negative. Yeah, plays. So they're like little plays and losing. Play. Um, to the people in the chat, no, I'm not going to make a case for Matthew Stafford. He only played one year with the Rams. Yikes! Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Rivers, if I would make a case for Stafford or Rivers for the 2020 20, 2020s, like they haven't played only like Stafford had a year with the, the Lions. Um, sure. Um. Of course, a blind. I guess we'll give Logan Wilson an honorable mention too, since he committed the holding call. But <laughs> there you go. Um, as the husband of an angry Bengals fan that hasn't gotten over it yet. <laughs> let's go We're to the twenty. Let's go to the twenty tens. Probably spent too much time on the twenty twenties, but oh well. But twenty tens is pretty similar because you know you have Brady as number one, and like I mean, good luck arguing that. Right. I mean, who's going to argue that Tom Brady's performance from twenty ten to twenty nineteen? In which he, I believe, won two MVPs. I'm not how many Super Bowls? Three Super Bowls. Yeah, he won three, and he went to three in a row, and they went to four. Yeah. Well, they went to five. I think the entire decade, eleven. And it was and it was just 33 through 42 year old seasons. Right. When most quarterbacks are going this way, are gone like toast. Yeah. Right. And I mean, he, you know, yeah. I mean, he was just a monster. So yeah, no argument there whatsoever. Rodgers. If you do the 2010 through 2019, you of course incorporate his um, not only his Super Bowl win, but also two MVPs. Where he's won four total, obviously the last two. Uh, so you get two MVPs, a Super Bowl win, and then you know you do have the down years where you know McCarthy's why is Mike McCarthy's being run out of town? But right, your honorable mention is Russell Wilson, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, because is like like I mean. I mean, who like who is fourth place? The, the debate the debate here is well. There's two debates. The first debate is with Brady, which decade was Brady better, the aughts or the tens? And he's not going to go far into his twenties, so I'm not comparing that. But the other one is it would have been Breeze, and I'm kind of I feel like Breeze kind of. But I make up for Breeze Super Bowls are nine. Yeah, Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. Breeze would have been in in the tens if Russell wasn't. But I make up for it in the 2000s. The quarterback that kind of, if there is anybody that kind of gets gypped, it's probably Ben because Ben, we'll get to the 2000s later, but you know, Ben isn't an honorable mention in any of them. And I actually had several guys in my initial draft in the honorable mention format. And then I just decided it just, it got too mucky because yeah. then it's all right, where's Philip Rivers? Where's Eli Manning? So it's like, well, if I can't have Eli, I can't have Philip. So I just said, let's just, we're going to go one for each column. I think that's a good move. Cleaner. Yeah. Right. So to me, if it wasn't Russell, it would have been Breeze. To me, the championship obviously helped his case. Um, getting back to Super Bowl helped his case, even though we both know that it didn't end well. 
um, for him against the Patriots. But right. just in general, like he was along with Brady and Rodgers, he was the most consistent quarterback, not just individual play, but team success. Uh, won over 100 games with Seattle that year. And also, too, I mean, he was mobile. He played the game a little bit differently. And in general, like we all remember what Seattle was like before, after Hasselbeck, before Russell. I mean, nobody cared about them. So Correct. he kind of, and his, his, I think I just wrote this recently, or I think it's actually in this article. He was the first rookie quarterback to win a playoff game in like 70 years or something like that. It was. Anyone, anyone. No, they, they beat Washington, then they lost to. They beat Washington, beat. They beat the Atlanta, I think. Yeah, they beat yeah, Washington yeah, yeah. with RG3, and then yep. they beat Atlanta. So I'll get to the actual. And, they lost, and then they lost in the famous like Sherman. No. They, wait, did they lose it? Hold on. I got to look at this. Um, my brain is plunked. Yeah, I think they lost. I think they beat Atlanta. No, they lost, oh, they to, lost Atlanta. to Atlanta. They lost, but he had, he yeah. lost to Atlanta. That's but he had a monster game against Atlanta. Because right. okay, so he became the first rookie quarterback to win a playoff game in years. And then he became, then he set the rookie record for passing yards in a single playoff game against Atlanta. Uh, but they lost. And then the 49ers beat Atlanta. And then the 49ers played the Ravens in the, in the Super Bowl, I believe. Right. So here, here's what that stat was. So, so this is crazy. So it was Baugh, Sammy Baugh, way back in, I think, wow, 1947. Yeah. He had 335 yards in a playoff game. That was the most by a rookie quarterback until Russell Wilson broke it. That's right. That's right. So it wasn't because um, Big Ben won a game his rookie season in the playoffs. So that, that's what that record was. So, but yeah, so I, you know, I think, you know, yeah, he was the most consistent guy. He brought a winning culture to Seattle. He helped him win a Super Bowl, even though that defense might argue it was more them than him. But so that was the only debate here was if it was going to be Breeze or Russell. Well, and Breeze too, I think it warrants mentioning that like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to rip Breeze here or anything because he was incredible from 2010 on. Um, but they did have those four seasons where they won seven games. Yeah. I mean, like that's, and it took that, it took that famous 2012, uh, 2017 class, excuse me, with Ryan Ramchick, um, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, um, you know, all these dudes, like, and all of a sudden they turned it around and really made like actual runs. Like at the, I mean, I think it was 2016, but like, is he the owners' meetings at one point in between there? And like Sean, you know, people were like, Sean Payton, like, Sean, do you think you're gonna get fired? He's like, I've got an extension to my my briefcase right now. And everybody's like, What? Like, what do you what do you mean? And you're, he's like, right here in my briefcase. I'll sign it and turn it in if I want right now. We're like, what are you talking about? But like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just it's hard to give Breeze the nod when are you talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? 10 seasons, obviously, and four of them you win seven games, right. and another one you win eight games. Like, that's you know, I mean, you know, you're, I mean that era you were you were national writing, right? That was before your potting. You were, yeah, 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 actually writing, yes, yes, right. So, I think when you're a national writer, you get a better perspective of who's relevant the most because if a team is bad, like even Matt Ryan, how often do we write Matt Ryan articles? Like, not often because. They're not usually good unless, you know, it was like, what, 2016, 2017 when you had a reason to write about him. But yeah. and I think so for me, it was like he's for, – for it's odd for a guy with those kind of numbers uh, and the career that he had, there was a stretch, as you just alluded to, that he was, you know, not a real non-story. They were a non-story. And even his best season, which doesn't make my list of the individual seasons, his 2011 season, which was phenomenal. Like he broke – 
the then passing records for touchdowns, you know, touchdown uh, passing yards and touchdown passes was 46. But like, still couldn't win MVP. (laughs) He still never won an MVP. And who still, who remembers that season? Uh, I mean, I do, but it's more remembered for the Packers and Rodgers, I think. Right. And, but like really that season, I mean, they lost in the playoffs to the Niners. And, and that was a lot of the, the Drew Brees story too. It was like, cause that is always part of the criteria, not the main criteria, but it's always, what's the whole body of work. That's what Herb Street always says when they're doing the playoff thing, like the whole body of work, you have to at least factor in the playoffs and for Brees, Oh, 90 did it. But other than that, you know, how many home playoff games did they lose? So for me, when I think of the 2010s, Brees made Brees was clearly the more prolific quarterback. Yes, but Brees, Russell may be more impactful. more the face of that decade, in my opinion. I mean, I think the problem for Brees is like, well, one, the biggest problem for him is that he got stuck playing with Tom Brady and sure. Peyton Manning for like almost, you know, the entirety of his career. Like literally his entire career just overshadowed by both those guys. And then Aaron Rodgers came along. Right. And so, you know, and also, if you split, like Breeze is better off, like 06 to, man, I mean, even the, the, it's just the three, the four losing, four seven win seasons is like, you would never see that from Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. I, mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers kind of did it, but like, right. You would just never, was Rodgers' worst. Four, he got hurt four and three, and three, only played seven games, and then he went six, nine, and one. The only, I mean, he's had one losing season where he's played six, 15 games or more, right? Right. Like Breeze had it's insane that Drew Breeze and Sean Payton that Sean Payton had Drew Breeze on a team and they he led the league in passing yards. He played every single game all but one game for three straight years and they won seven games in a row three straight years. Like that's insane. Well, it also makes you wonder Again, I have family that are Reds fans. Forever they hated Votto. It was like, yeah, he hits 320, but he hits all he has all his big hits when we're down by eight runs. Right. So like, how, like, how many times did Breeze deliver when they needed it versus they're down 28 and he throws three touchdowns or they're up 28 and he's patting in stats? So, And I'm not too far into the weeds with the Saints to necessarily know that, but you can just look at the playoffs. All that prolificness didn't do much for them in the postseason, so – you know, I hate saying the word clutch gene and stuff like that, but it's like, you know, yeah, he was able to deliver in 09 and they were able to deliver in 09. Some of that was obviously far of not being clutch and being too far from those moments in the NFC Championship game. But again, though, it, it was just like there was always something a little bit lacking with Breeze and lacking with the Saints. And you're right. And I mean, obviously now with Cower being in the Hall of Fame, that's going to open the door for a lot more, you know, one ring guys. But it's like, man, I feel like when Peyton's case is up, we're going to have to discuss that. Like you didn't do sure. more with a hall of fame quarterback for four years there. I mean, it's just weird to lose. It's weird to win seven games in a row for three short years. Like you right. can't put him on an all decade. Like you can't, you can't make him the best quarterback of the decade when he won seven games three years in a row. You just can't do it. Exactly. Um, right. Uh, okay. Let's take a break. When we come back, best quarterback of the two thousands, Peyton or Brady, we will tell you next. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You're good. Obviously, I thought there might be an advertisement there. Um, there wasn't. Anywho, I was, I was waiting for like a Maverick <laughs> thing or something. Um, <laughs> uh, best quarterback of the 2000s. So you, I feel like you kind of, uh, is the phrase split the baby? Is that the correct phrase? Pretty much, yep. Chop, I feel like it chopped the baby in half, which is, sounds terrible. Uh, like, like you look at, you're like, okay, Brady's going to get 2010s. And again, the nod, you know, the 2020s, two years in. I'm going to get Peyton the 2000s. And yeah. I think that's perfectly fair because Peyton Manning was insanely good in the 2000s. Now, Peyton, two Super Bowl rings. One is sort of a, you know, kind of a, you know, he you know, stole it at the end. But hey, you know, started the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Like, you can't you can say what you want. But I mean, he was he was great with the Broncos and then probably got like a, it's not an, the defense gave him an honorary Super Bowl ring on his way out of town. Right. But right. There, there's no, I, I think with the, I think that when you look at Peyton Manning versus Drew, versus Tom Brady, excuse me, uh, in the 2000s, like Tom obviously took off. I mean, clearly in 2007, he'd sort of started to go in 2005. He also missed 2008. But like Brady has more Super Bowl rings in that stretch, but he was also maybe more of a game manager until they started to really unleash. Whereas Peyton is just like, you know, he won MVP back to back years in 03 or 04, you know, uh, one offensive player of the year. Circle back and got two more MVPs in 08 and 09. Obviously, won his Super Bowl, uh, what, in 06. I mean, it's like you look at right. Peyton's record from 2000 to 2009, and it's just outrageous. Not only how productive he was on the field, but how, like, you know, he won the awards. He did get one Super Bowl. You were sure you'd like to see more Super Bowls for, for Manning, I guess, but I, you know, it's tough in a Belichick Brady world. Exactly. And I, th- you just nailed it because that was kind of the point I was going to emphasize. So even after I wrote this piece, I am reading now. I don't know why I'm torturing myself. I'm reading two books on the Patriots dynasty, the ones that came out the last couple of years. The second <laughs> one I'm reading now. I, to do that. Right. Yeah, it's odd. But, you know, I, it's interesting because because really now I think why I would give Manning the, the nod even more so is because he kind of figured out the Patriots at the end of that decade because – the first half, they had his number in, in the 03 playoffs and the 04 playoffs. He threw three interceptions to Ty Law in one game alone. There's that famous 03 game where the Patriots stopped him at the goal line. But by the end of the decade, he was able to out Belichick, Belichick, where Belichick would mess with them, rotating guys, moving Brewski around when he didn't need to before plays in 03 04. By 05, Manning had figured out somehow how to see past that and beat Brady or Belichick's defense. Um, and I mean, if they don't beat them in the 06 championship game, don't go to that Super Bowl. Brady's or Manning's number two all over again. But yeah. The fact that they were able to overcome that mountain, they were able, very similar to like when Steve Young beat the Niners in the uh, or the Cowboys in the 94 NFC championship game. Like, yes, like Aikman has more rings, but Young was kind of the more prof- nobody would ever say that Aikman was better than Young as a quarterback. No. Like, they're both Hall of Famers. 
now, now Brady Manning, you might say that, but it's a lot closer. And I, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Manning. I feel like if you took Peyton, Man- this is ours. I feel like if you took Peyton Manning and put him on Bill Belichick's team beginning in 1999, that like they probably win five Super Bowls for sure. And, and Belichick believes that in, a, in another. Yeah. Again, I don't know why. Like, I feel like he might have. Has he said that, or is that I mean like is he? So, so the Ian O'Connor book that he wrote, the Belichick biography. Yeah. Um, he says in that book somewhere he believes if he had had a quarterback like a Ben or Rivers, he could have done the same things that he did with Brady. But he believed if he had Manning, to your point, what they would have been able to do would have been off the charts. So he's never said that, but you know, Connor wrote it, and, and it's he- like it's like coming from Belichick, but not actually. It's coming from like like Belichick believes if he'd been able to land a true like, hey, look, Manning is a Peyton Manning is a one of like. Two, maybe along with John Elway, like, right. like when we talk about the slam dunk prospects, it was always, excuse me, it was always Elway, Manning, Luck, and now Trevor Lawrence. And sure. now like TBD on Lawrence, obviously, Luck retired early, so disappointing. Right. Elway met his potential, even though it took the two Super Bowls late for it to really qualify. Payne Manning was, is like maybe the, the in terms of prospect hype to close, closing career, like even though he only ended up with two Super Bowls, like delivered the whole way. Like, you know, the only times the only times of doubt were you know if you wanted to knock him for not having the Super Bowl. Like, there was never any question that Peyton Manning was freaking awesome. And if you put him, on, it's not like Peyton Manning couldn't be clutch. If you put Peyton Manning on the on the Patriots, he Belichick would might have won ten Super Bowls. I think the only knock on Manning is he was so good. I think a lot of times he couldn't get out of his own way, and that's kind of the irony of the AFC Championship when they finally beat New England. Uh, Marvin Harrison, of all people, is in the huddle telling Peyton, call running play. Right, 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 right. Got him on their heels, call runs. There was too far, and Belichick believes this with his coaching, as I'm reading. He always believes, even with all the numbers and logistics and all the, the analytics stuff, he believes at the end of the day, people are going to re- return to their primal, primal instincts, which is, especially in Super Bowls, where if you're that's a pass- why, That's why he didn't call timeout against, in theory, why he didn't call timeout against the Seahawks, because he's like, right. I'm going to let Pete Carroll... BP Carroll. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need, just, Ironically, by passing the ball, but yes. Right, exactly. And, and so a lot of times Manning kind of played right into Belichick's trap. There's a funny story in, in the book that they Belichick and and, uh, and and Peyton are at some pool side, the Pro Bowl, and they're getting they're drinking a lot, and, and Peyton's downing Budweiser's, and Belichick's got Coronas. And the whole time they're kind of playing footsie, trying to get information from the other and right. almost like going to that line, but not crossing it. And they both left. Like, so Bill, what do you, you know, you know, when you're thinking about going up against like a, uh, you know, steer Y left uh, counter, uh, you know, what's your, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. hypothetically, like what, and, and Bill's like, well, I don't know about that offense, but you know, and, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're towing the line right. of actually asking for, what do you do against this specific thing? Right, and they both left thinking the same thing. I hope they didn't get anything out of that. And, and really, the ultimate respect for Belichick was when uh, they went for it in that fourth and two in the 09 season, which that game ultimately decided home field. And the, the Colts go to the Super Bowl, and New England goes home in the first round. And it was all because he respected Peyton that much that he'd rather miss on fourth and two with two minutes left in his inside his own 30 then punt and give it back to that guy protecting the lead. I mean, that's pretty. Speaking of historians, Pete Prisco 
claims his one of his claims to fame is that he nicknamed that fourth and jackass, which just <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable purple prose from Pete Prisco. To, like in the middle of calling that, he's like fourth and jackass. That's um, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the by the way, as is only fitting, honorable mention of the two thousands goes to Drew Brees, who we didn't we talked about previously. Like this is the thing for Drew Brees is he's just never. Again, like no one's going to think about the 2000s and think, oh, Drew Brees was better than Manning or better than Brady. Well, let me ask you this, though, Will. You can, and you can call me out if you think I'm wrong. I mean, should Ben have been in this spot? Because Ben was going to be the guy I would have put here. Think about it 15 to 1, end of the Patriots 21 game winning streak as a rookie, rookie of the year, NFL rookie record for wins in a season. I think he was 13 and 0 that season. Uh, he wins two Super Bowls, youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Uh, first six-seeded quarterback to win the Super Bowl, game-winning drive, Super Bowl 43, and I didn't have him here, mainly because I don't want to be called a homer anymore that much because I get to be a homer a little bit later on this list. <laughs> also, I mean, Breeze was – I mean, Breeze, again, similar to Russell Wilson, what were the Saints before – after the Pat Swelling era of the early 90s to when Drew Brees came? I mean, there was, what, a Tony Brooks era in there somewhere? But, like, what were the Saints before Drew Brees? So he comes in, they go to the NFC Championship right away, they get to the Super Bowl, they win a Super Bowl. He doesn't win as many rings as, as Big Ben, but neither won MVPs. Both kind of put their mark uh, on the decade. And yeah, part of that was that Breeze didn't get it in the 10s. But you can tell me if I'm right or wrong for my decision. I would go I would go Breeze here because I think I put Breeze above Ben, and I think you need to have Breeze somewhere on this list. Sure. Also, you know, you can, you know, they don't – Breeze didn't have a ton more years than Ben because really his first three years in San Diego, you know, where we, you know, he wasn't a, you know, he wasn't, wasn't playing much or wasn't playing very well. Um, and he had comeback player of the year in 04. But when he made jumps into New Orleans, it's just such a, it's such a shift. It's, you know, it's the ultimate what if in NFL history. Right. And it's like such a, uh, a cataclysmic shift in terms of what we think about the Saints and that franchise. Like they might be gone. Like they right. might be gone from New Orleans if Breeze and Peyton don't come and they win that Super Bowl and and like no matter what would happen the rest of their time there. And I also think that I look at Ben as more of like a, a great player, obviously, but right. definitely more of a game manager. Right. And, 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 you know, had that defense that helped him out. Also, the 09 season, you know, the 09 um, win for Breeze against, uh, against, Manning and the Colts like change history too. Cause what if Manning wins the 09 Super Bowl and suddenly he's got two? And then I like do the can the Colts even let him go if he wins two to right. go to luck? Uh, you know, it's it's I never uh, really thought about that. That's yeah, I mean, like, I don't think Ursay can let him go if they win two. Right. right. Maybe he does. I mean, you know, I but it wasn't that much longer afterwards that he was gone from from Indianapolis because of the neck surgery. So Right. Just, just, I don't know. It's, yeah, I think, I think Breeze is the correct choice. Um, and to top it off, Breeze has a Super Bowl MVP that Ben doesn't have. Yes. So and I just think when you think about, when you think about, when you think about the, the early 2000s, like, of course you think about Ben, but like, I think about more about the Steelers defense than I do Ben necessarily. Like, Ben was clutch and made big plays. Right. And obviously had the throw against, you know, to the San Antonio Holmes. Or was that even 2000? Was that? That was, oh, yeah, that was Super Bowl 43. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, it's, to me, I think more about, the Steelers as a team, whereas when I think about the Saints, I think about Breeze and Peyton. Now let's go one step further. What if Ben wins Super Bowl 45? Now Rodgers has zero, Ben has three. 
So yeah, Rogers is Rogers in hell right now. If he has zero, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, also with Ben too. It also kind of goes into the class of 04 conversation because, like, I just I didn't feel like giving Ben a spot in Eli, and I think obviously Ben's probably going to go down as the best quarterback of that class, mostly, but because he's the only guy that people agree is kind of a hands down Hall of Famer. But I don't think he's yeah. infinitely his career is infinitely better than Rivers or Eli. So for me to yeah. Put, give him one of those and not give either of those guys one didn't also didn't really sit well. Yeah, like it feels like if Rivers landed in Pittsburgh, he probably has a similar career path to Big Ben and a big or better, like, right? For yeah, sure. Yeah, or yeah, or like if yeah. but if Eli lands in San Diego, like I don't think he's winning two, I don't think he's magically pulling two Super Bowls out of his ass. Exactly. You know, I mean, right. like, you know. Um, all right, let's go to the two, oh, excuse me, the 1990s. Your best quarterback. Wow. This uh, this will go w- well, Cowboys fans. Um, yes, your best quarterback, Brett Favre, runner-up Steve Young, honorable mention Troy Aikman. Why? Uh, I mean, I I get it. Like Aikman won the Super Bowls, but like somebody mentioned Joe Namath in the chat like a minute ago. But like, I, you know, look, Aikman's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong; like he's a g- legendary, great quarterback. But statistically speaking, he's not the most prolific quarterback of all time. Well, right. I mean, the, now the interesting thing is if you just put, if you just look at, I think the best way to evaluate guys when you get further in the previous millennium, now we're going to, over. Isn't it weird for the, in the guys younger born, days? We're born in the eighties and now we're talking about the, the old millennium, like it was black and white, but anyway, I, I digress. No, I mean, it's true. I think it's better to look at things in individual games. So you look at Aikman Super Bowls. And I mean, you also have to factor in, in the second one they won, he was concussed and today probably wouldn't have played. Right. Uh, and then 30, he had an injured uh, Emmett Smith. So he, but all that being said, he completed 70% of his passes in three Super Bowls. I think he only, yeah, he only threw one interception in Super Bowls. Super Bowl 27, he was 22 of 30 with four touchdown passes. And then in the two weeks previous in the NFC Championship game, the Niners are tipped off on a pass they're going to run. It's a one possession game. Aikman moves uh, the spot that Irvin's supposed to be in, puts Alvin Harper there. The defense goes with Aikman. He hits Harper. So I think it's just an accumulation of very smart quarterback, a professional behind you know every game for Dallas. They knew they had a top-flight quarterback. Because that was the biggest difference between – so you look at the 70s Cowboys, 80s Cowboys, 90s Cowboys. What was the one thing that was really different uh, for most of that was Danny White was the quarterback in the 80s, and they got to NFC Championship games but never did anything in terms of winning championships. So that was a Hall of Famer. Aikman was a Hall of Famer, even though he wasn't the prolific passer like Marino or like Elway, who also – those guys are going to make honorable mention, which is kind of crazy. To me, what they asked Aikman to do, he executed it flawlessly. And that, to me, is the biggest reason why he made the list. Well, and Aikman is crazy. Like, in 1992 – or, no, excuse me, 1991, they, they beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl, right? 92, yeah. Was 91 to Chicago in the second in the first round, and then uh the Lions murdered them in the divisional round. Okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. All right, sorry. I was I was looking at I was getting confused by the right, right, right. All right, right sorry. The the well, I was like, wait, are the playoff dates right? Because it said 92, but it meant yes. That's so 92, eight well, throws. Then you get it all in one season. Now you can't anymore. Now I know, I know, I know. Aitman throws 23, 23 touchdown passes in the regular season, which is not like a mind-blowing number, but it's 1992, whatever. He then then proceeds to throw eight t- passing touchdowns in three games in the playoffs. Like if you look at his playoff log, you're like, damn, 
Like this guy put up numbers, but then you go back and look at the regular season, you're like, oh, he didn't really do much because they were content winning with that running game and winning with the, you know, the stout offensive line and controlling it with the defense and, you know, doing all that, right? I mean, like that's yeah, I mean, that's he was the tale of Aikman. Aikman was, if there's one word I would describe for Troy Aikman, it would be surgical. Yeah. He was a surgical quarterback. Like he, he, and I think a really, you know, underrated tight end, you know, he used Jay Novacek all the time. He threw it and it was Johnson every now and then. You know, he would play – I mean, Irvin was a great possession receiver. and I know he made a lot of really good plays downfield, but he wasn't Randy Moss. He was arguably the best possession receiver we've ever seen. Alvin yeah. Harper was kind of the deep threat that they had. And then, and, and like you said, I mean, he was honestly almost like a early 90s Bradshaw or, or a early 70s Bradshaw in the 90s where it was a run-first offense, but when they had to throw, he threw. And, and like I said, I mean, I haven't – I maybe did at one point, but like if you rank the top 10 best quarterback Super Bowl performances, I mean, his performance against Buffalo in 27 is is right there. And he was 2-0 against Young uh, in NFC Championship games, and he was 1-0 against Brett Favre. And again, to your point, the guy didn't make mistakes, rarely. And in that NFC title game against the Packers, Favre made the critical mistake, and Aikman didn't. And Aikman, again, didn't litter the sky with footballs. He just perfectly right. executed the offense that they asked him to run. You also wonder, like, what would have happened if Jerry Jones could have kept it, you know, like, had a drop of humility and could have just let Jimmy Johnson hang around for, you know, longer than, what, four years? I mean, or five years or six years, whatever it was. Like, you know, I know they won, I know they won in 96 with Switzer, but it's like, if if Jimmy Johnson, I mean, and maybe that's just not how Jimmy Johnson would have worked. Like, maybe he's not wasn't meant to be somewhere that long. Um you wonder if Jimmy's telling the truth when he says that he was burned out and he was looking for a reason to leave. No, I think, no. I think Jerry was grinded on him and he, like, Jerry wanted more credit and wanted more personnel control. And Jimmy's like, no, that's not. Here's what I think would have happened. I think they would have won one more and then it would have been done. Okay. So you think I, they, think, I think for Jimmy, you win, you win three in a row. Yeah. It's almost like when MJ won the third in a row and it was like, like I got to do a four. Like, I don't know if I got this in me, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think you know he would have won that, and he probably would have been ready to go to Florida. Hit doing what he's doing now, he would have yep. went to the keys, and they still probably. I think they may have maybe left one on the table, but I think at that point it was the Packers' time. But they got, but they got one anyway with Switzer, right? Like, I mean, right. And I, so I think, I think, I think if, at most with Jimmy, and may, yeah, may, maybe Jimmy leaves after '94, and then they get Barry in '95, and maybe they in '97, '96, somewhere, maybe they because they did. They no matter what, they owned. Green Bay, even in 96, they beat them 21 to six with Chris Boniel kicking seven field goals. So even 96, when Green Bay won the Super Bowl with Barry Switzer there, they still had their number. But I think at most that Dallas team, because they weren't drafting as well at that point, their defense was getting older. So I, I think four was their max. They maybe left one on the table, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, four's not bad. Yeah, so for three or three, yeah, three will work. Um, yeah, exactly. You mentioned Young as the number two. I mean, it's, you know, look, he was in Tampa in the 80s and landed with San Francisco and sat on the bench for a few years and then takes over and wins two MVPs in two years. Runner-up in 93. Uh, three first-time All-Pros and wins, uh, what, three Super Bowls in that stretch, too, in the right. 90s? Actually, Will, I'm glad this just or does, or does his Super Bowls count with the – was he on there with Montana when he picked up the yeah, – he won three, but he won one as a starter. He only won one as a starter against the Chargers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. So this is actually funny. The reason – honestly, man, one of the reasons why he's not number one is, is kind of because of Aikman. So if you look at the 94 NFC Championship game, the Niners are go up 21-0 very quickly, very quickly. 
uh, Dallas kind of got in their own way. So from that point on, the Cowboys have to just throw with Aikman. It's almost like with Steph Curry, if every, it's almost like everybody else is hurt. Just shoot, bud. Just shoot. Aikman threw for over 400 yards in that game. They almost come back and win. Young, I think, threw for like 165 and really didn't look that good. They still won, and that changed Young's legacy. They win the next year. But that was one of the few games where they just said to Aikman, dude, just zip it. Like, we need you. And uh, Emmett was hurt in that game. But He's yeah, like, he was yeah. transcendent. He was transcendent. He had the hardest act to follow of any quarterback ever. Um, and he did it, and he won a ring. And seven, you know, Pro Bowls in a row. And was, I think, the most – had the highest pass rating of any quarterback – in history during his retirement. I'm sure now it's not. It's right. Now he's, now he's like, <laughs> like eighth or ninth all time. <laughs> right. Right. But back then in our day, I mean, he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. guy you looked at for efficiency. He was that year as Drew Brees where every year. With, with, with the mobility of like a Michael Vick. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and he could run the ball. He was the leading rusher in Super Bowl 29. So he was kind of everything. And he was left-handed, which was, you know, unique. Um, yeah. He was kind of easy for me. Number two. I know a lot of people actually – would argue he was number one because of his efficiency. A lot of people think he was a better quarterback than Favre, and I'm not going to argue that. I just disagree. Slightly disagree. It's, it's insane to think about having Favre with the Packers, Young with the Niners, and those Cowboys teams and, like, trying to get out of the NFC. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, you're just – I mean, I mean – I mean, I mean, I guess you could. I don't even know what the comparison is because it's like you know back then, you know, you weren't to spread out with free agency and stuff. So like you know, you're you know, these teams were loaded, right? Oh yeah, both I mean, sides if, of the ball, right? If you look at if you look at, I'm trying to think. I mean, look at the NFC East. Washington won it, 82, 87, 91. Dallas won it, 92, 93, 95. New York won it, 86, 91. That's just one division. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, that's one division. The, the Eagles won any during that stretch? I can't remember. 13 in a row. Yeah. That was the Eagles dunk. Just a little, um, unnecessary, too. Debo's been so nice to me for um, in, just in general. But, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. And no, no, that's my fault. That's my fault. An unnecessary Eagles side swipe. I'm trying not to uh, hate on the Eagles. You know, I'm trying to be nice. I, I like, I, that's right. I'm an Eagles fan this year, anyway. I mean, Donovan uh, McNabb in the 2000s, we didn't even really gloss, we kind of glossed over him, you know? They, well, yeah, he's not on that list. Um, <laughs> It's a nice try, though, Deonor, to be I kind of you. Uh, Favre won three straight MVPs and a Super Bowl. You know, I, I mean, I think you could argue that from a pure volume, just and like, just like if you think about quarterbacks from the 1990s, it's hard for Favre not to be the guy. Like, I got to college in 99, and if you're betting on sports in college, you know, 99, 2000, et cetera, it's like you just don't bet against Brett Favre in a big moment. Now, did he win the Super Bowls that he probably should have? No. You know, it was the end of his career. Like, you know, not, I want to say, I mean, you know, the, the final couple of years were disappointing, but those were, you know, we're talking late 2000s. So, I mean, then sure. they're qualified. Like, 95 to 97 Favre is a, like, is about as good as it gets. Right. Not to mention that he had to go to, to rehab. Right. He lost in a little opioid rehab in the middle of that. Right. Right. I mean, he, had, I mean, 96, he had to do that. And I remember I was my 10 year old self sitting in the car and sports radio is on. He comes out of rehab. And the first thing he says is we're going to win the Super Bowl." And I remember everybody was like, should he have said that? And I remember sitting there and like, they are going to win it. What, what did he say that was wrong? They, they went to the NFC championship game last year. Probably, yeah. probably, and they, 
They did. It's funny when you're a kid, things are a lot simpler. It's like, well, they were really good last year. They had Brent Favre. Dallas isn't as good. Does, does that fit the narrative of what he should be saying a lot? It's like, well, I mean, they might just win the Super Bowl. Like, it's like, yeah. Right. It's just it really that dumb that he said it. And then they did. You know, it was like, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I obviously he threw a lot of interceptions. You know, um, it's funny now because I think 96 is, I think, is, is his best season. He had 38 touchdowns, 13 picks. 13 picks. Now 39 13 at there was 38 13 and 95 and 39 13 and 30. There you go. Okay, right. Yeah. But still, like, funny that we're it's like a monster season. Very monster. And 96, he didn't have Robert Brooks got hurt that year, and Freeman got hurt, and Mark Chamore got hurt. So there was a period where he's like thrown to like the guy that they drafted out of Notre Dame, who I can't, you know, even remember his name right now. I'm gonna be at four o'clock this afternoon. Uh so then they have to draft Andre Ryan, or they have to trade and get Desmond Andre Howard. Who? Desmond Howard? No. Oh, man, what's his face? They, they drafted a guy that year at a Notre Dame in 96. Desmond Howard was on the team. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl that year. But, uh, but yeah, I can't recall. I in the wrong year. It was a receiver at a Notre Dame they drafted. and But, yeah, they, the receiving court pretty much was like nothing. And he right. still throws 39 touchdowns, 13 picks. I mean, that was back in the era where if you threw over 3,000 yards, you were a good quarterback. And he almost hit – uh, 4,000 yards, I think, that season. He was 38.99 or, or somewhere in that vein. So you're going to have to make me Google the 96 uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish to see the receiver they drafted. I know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find it right now. Well, they, it was 97 90, or 96 when he threw to the, the – Oh, uh, man, I, let me see here. 1995 Notre Dame football. I'm going to have to see this. He did not catch a pass in their Super Bowl loss to Denver. He th- they threw him a pass. Um. I mean, the foxholes that sports conversations take you. Down. Oh, it can take you so into some some dark places. For sure. I remember the running back was Autry Denson because for what I was a I was for whatever reason a Notre Dame fan back then. Um, let me see here. Mark Edwards was their tight end. Derek Mays. There you go. Derek wow. Mays. That's right. He had. You look at these Packers teams. You're not like wow. They you know. I mean, they're obviously very good, but you don't look at them and think like man, they were just loaded. Right. I mean, they had Dorsey Levins, Edgar Bennett, you know, uh, Mark Chamora. I see Derek Mays on here now. Yep. Good old Derek Mays. So, I guess yeah, he's I mean, a I mean, rookie out of Notre Dame. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's like he was inactive for five, for the first five games of the season. And then they're like, well, hop on in there, Derek. Figure yeah, something I out. They played Kansas City uh, back when they had like Derek Thomas and Neil Smith. And, and there was a stretch in the 96 season where they had lost some games and people were like, what's wrong? And, it's like nothing's wrong. Favre is throwing Derek Mays. Like, what? What do you? He's throwing, the, he's throwing the, to to stocky Dorsey Levens. Like, what? What else you got? So, and, and you know, he was and and in the playoffs, he didn't put up monster numbers that year. But like, he did something that very few quarterbacks have done. He beat a Parcells Belichick defense in the Super Bowl, and he was a gunslinger. But he called two audibles in that game that led to the two biggest plays, and he ran for a score. Um, I don't know if you agree with me, but like, yeah, I I mean, young. May have been, and again, it's also like, who's your favorite artist? Who's your favorite musician? A lot of picking your favorites is when it gets down to the brass tacks, when it's guys that are this close, a lot of it's your personal preference, right? Right, right, right. Like you may, like, I'm sure there are plenty of people who prefer Troy Aikman because he's, you know, he's a winner on the couch. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. Like, right. you know, if sure. you like, if you like rap music and I'm like the greatest, like the greatest, if you don't like, you know, if, if you like rap and not rock and roll and I'm like, the Stones are the greatest band of all time. You're like, no. 
Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it, it is, it, there's personal preference that goes in play. I mean, no, nobody's going to ride with me on 50 Cent being a top four rapper, but, you know, I'm going to keep rocking with 50. It's okay. There you go. See, there you go. There you go. It's, it's all personal preference for sure. Right. And, and we didn't even, I mean, not even making the 90s was Marino and Elway. And the main reason with Elway, honestly, was I just, he won his Super Bowls when he was not. He wasn't peak Elway. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. He won the Super Bowls because of Terrell Davis and yeah, yeah he, a great team, which is yeah. fine. That's no knock on him, but he wasn't John Owen anymore. Yeah, he was Elway of the '80s was certainly much better. All right, let's you know, let's even table unless you want to. Um, let, let's see if we can blitzkrieg the '80s, '70s, and uh, '60s real quick. Works for me for time purposes. Uh, Montana best '80s quarterback. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in too. <laughs> yeah. Going Marino over Elway too, I think is fine, especially if we're talking 80s, because Marino was probably like there's no reason Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl other than the fact that they didn't put enough around him. Right. Um like right. If, if you know, swap Marino and Mont you know, it's like we talk about Belichick, I mean uh, you know, Manning and Brady, like swap Marino and Montana. And I'm pretty sure Bill Walsh could have figured out how to make, you know, Dan Marino a multi time Super Bowl champion. Exactly. Right. His his sheer talent, what he did in eighty four. You know, didn't have a lot around him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 70s. And so, yeah, Elway was honorable mention there, too. And again, like, you know, one of the Super Bowls in the 90s was peak Elway in the 80s. I mean, just great quarterbacks in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 70s, and this is where you mentioned your homerism. You get to, play, get, to get to pick Terry Bradshaw over Roger Staubach, honorable mention Ken Stabler. Is this personal preference or pure homerism? I, I got to tell you, Deardo, though, I did go back, like, for the – I have to rank the Super Bowls every year. And I, I remember – I mean, I, haven't, I don't go back and watch them every single year, but – Right. It was just like two or three years, or maybe four years ago when I started doing it. And like, I was always sort of, I would always sort of knock Terry Bradshaw just because, you know, the stats are there. But like, you got, like, that guy could go so vertical. Like, yeah. if he, if, you know, like, if you put Terry Bradshaw on a modern passing game, like now, like, right. I mean, he was like big and strong and could just like, could bomb it down the field. Like, I, I think, I think he's probably underappreciated for what he was able to do on the field because, A, he's goofy in the studio. And be like, you know, it's back in the day, and the Steelers had a great defense. And he called his own plays, and he was so essentially he called he called the play, and he called it more of a running game. So he and he actually I got to talk to him last year. He like he took pride in calling a good running game, which is I think is an unselfish thing and a pretty cool thing. That is a pretty cool thing. So we did that. Stalag didn't get to call plays even though he wanted to, and he was very vocal about it. Uh, you know, he was two and zero against Stalag in Super Bowls. He has a league MVP that Stalag doesn't have. He has two Super Bowl MVPs that Staubach doesn't have. Staubach was probably the better player, but Bradshaw had the better career, in my yeah. opinion. And he's kind of the embodiment of the rule changes that opened up the passing game, where Bradshaw before never threw for over 2,000 yards. That season threw for almost 3,000, 28 touchdowns that led the league, and then four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So he was more, to me, of an embodiment of the evolution of football of that decade, and he was the quarterback of the best team. That is wild. He's like, it hasn't thrown more than like 2,000. He's all of a sudden, 3,700 passing yards. Like, right. 29 passing yards and 28 touchdowns. He leads in, you know, MVP of the, of the, of the league. Um, Stabler, always fine with that as, a, as an honorable mention there. Underrated quarterback, too. 1960s, Johnny Unitas, runner up Bart Starr. Honorable mention, Joe Namath. I, who's the, who's the, who got snubbed? I mean, is there a snub here? And Len Dawson's the snub. Okay. I think he was a better quarterback than Namath, but part of the criteria is legacy. I mean, Namath authored the greatest upset in Super Bowl history. Yeah. And, and called he a is, shot. I'm sorry? Called a shot, too. Like, called a yeah. shot, right. Right, with Brett, young Brett Musburger creeping on him on the, on the, on the pool side. <laughs> you know, 
But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Ian Amos is the first 4,000-yard passing quarterback. So he kind of has two pretty unique things that are all his own. You know, Dawson was the better quarterback, though. Right. And so if there is a snub here, it's him. And Starr was the Aikman or Brady of his era. And Unitas was the Manning. I mean, yeah. he's just the best pure quarterback of, of – he's the best quarterback in the top, first 50 years of the league, and there's really not much – there's a large consensus there, I think. Yeah, there's no – like, no one's going to be like, how dare you put Johnny Unitas over Bart Starr? Exactly. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's Johnny Unitas. He's you – know, even though, ironically, he didn't start in that Super Bowl. He got hurt before that year, and Earl Morrill came in, and that's where if you get, really want to get romantic about football, that was kind of the the passing of the torch moment. At the end of Super Bowl three. you know, Unitas comes in and kind of does the only – puts up the only points Baltimore scores that day, but it was too little too late, and there's a cool moment with him and, and Namath. So, you know, yeah, so, you know, good stuff there. And But still, he's the best quarterback of that era. Yeah, yeah, I think 60s is easy. If, if you're getting if you're getting beef in, like, maybe it's 70s, 80s, I don't think anybody has any question with, maybe 90s, and then obviously Manning and Brady in the 2000s, right. people could argue with. But, I mean, otherwise, I think a strong list. And, uh, and you have, by being the unofficial historian of NFL historian of CBS Sports, right. like, you have to talk about that well. Got to copyright um, that, man. Yeah, you, you should. I, I, I throw it in my freaking. Uh, you know, you are the holder of all the Super Bowl rankings. That's true, but that is your that is the golden goose. That's like the Masters. You you can wins. you can you can have it. No, 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 it's no, easy you, now though because I should add one per year. Like the first time I did it, it was hell on earth. It took it took me an insanely long amount of time to rank it because I wanted to be oh, right. Sure. Yeah. And now it's like uh, I could just. Like now I remember, you know, I remember everything about it. I'm going to slot one in there. Did you watch um, the games or did you just watch like the 30 minute John Facenda things? Or did you try? To uh, it depended on which game. Like some, some stuff you can't find. Right. You can't find. I mean, I guess you could. Um, the game pass. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just depended on what game. Sure. And, and like, and you know, like and shoot, like, you know, most, I remember most of them. Right. And then you have this stretch in the eighties where it's like, you know, a bunch of bad, you know, a bunch of bad Super Bowls, you know, or, or, yeah. or you know, there for a long time, the Super Bowl wasn't, you know, incredible. Like it's been the last 20 years where the Super Bowl has really morphed into this, like right. you get a great game every year. And if you don't, you're really disappointed. Yeah. For um, sure. All right, man. As always, good stuff, Diardo. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Diardo, I believe. That is correct. Yes. That's what it is, I think. I'll ask my 12 followers what they think. <laughs> we'll go follow him <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter. Read his stuff on cbssports.com. Thanks as always, buddy. This was fun. Yeah, likewise, Will. Thank you, sir.